Welcome to Partnered in Purpose. In all situations, you have to put your marriage and your family first. Learn firsthand from power couples who've built healthy relationships and successful businesses. The choices that you make every day don't just affect you, they affect everyone around you. Utilize proven techniques and strategies to help your relationship thrive in business and marriage. It's never going to be backwards when you're with the right person. This is Partnered in Purpose with Ryan and Alicia Gilliam. Hello, family. Welcome back for another episode of the Partnered in Purpose podcast, where we help entrepreneurial couples thrive in love and business. I am Alicia. Hey, family. I'm Ryan. And today we're talking about love better together. On this episode, we really want to focus on just loving each other, Mm -hmm. loving our businesses, our customers, loving ourselves, even loving our spouses better. Just want to focus on how we can do that and what that looks like on an everyday basis. So before we get there, Alicia, the moment of truth has arise. <laughs> what is your one word check-in for today? My one word for today is motivated. All right. So I just finished attending a three-day um, conference for Kingdom Entrepreneurs and Anytime, you know, you go to a conference or some type of event, especially if it's a good event, oftentimes you leave motivated, ready to take charge and implement whatever it is that you learn. So, you know, after three days, I'm motivated. How how long was it per day? Was it like six hours, eight hours? How long was it? So it was eight hours plus. Um, The conference, it was virtual. Well, it was kind of a hybrid. Um, It was uh, in some people were in person, but most of us were virtual, Um, but they were in California. So Pacific time. Um, So it started around eight o'clock their time and 11 o'clock our time. And we didn't end until what, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock some days. So, yeah. Yeah, church folks don't normally end on time. <laughs> they say the spirit of the Lord is moving. Yeah, and their worship services were at the end so that, you know, the spirit was moving so you can't complain. But yeah, long days. No, but I'm glad you're motivated. I'm glad mm-hmm. you, you know, it's always great to go and get fed. Sometimes we do the feeding, but it's also good to eat ourselves. Absolutely. Let's hear one word. My one word? Man, if you're going to be motivated, and I don't want to like change mine because of yours, but I was kind of was going in that direction. I'm going to just say courageous. Um, I feel courageous right now because uh, a lot of different things that are in front of me that I need to be doing are different for me. Um, Not things that are normally in my wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. but I have a courageous mindset. I have a courageous viewpoint or vantage point on the situations and circumstances. So I'm just, I feel courageous about what's in front of me and about the opportunities that lie ahead. I really think that 2021, I'm not one of those people who get focused on like the the new year's resolution kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but I feel like 2021 is only be, is only going to be as good as how I finished this year. That's true. So I'm really like feeling courageous about the rest of November and all of December and just really just going after it. That's good. That's good. How you end a thing (laughs) is definitely going to contribute to how you start the next year. So So today on the Better Together segment, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember the first time you read or was told about the Israelites, how the Lord brought them out of Egypt? I know for me, one of the first things I really was like struck by the story was that I couldn't understand how 
God could part the Red Sea for them, how he could cast all those different plagues on the Egyptians, how he could move in so many different signs and wonders, and they still doubt. I never got that when I heard those sermons and attended those Sunday school lessons. I always tripped off of how the Israelites, how the Jews didn't believe God, even though he was showing himself so mighty in their lives. But I kind of got to be real today in the Better Together segment. I think we all find ourselves in that same posture. If you're honest, God has done some tremendous things in your life. God has done some tremendous things in my life, but yet we still doubt what God can do and that God wants to do things for us. So do you remember the times God saved you from death in that car accident? Do you remember those times when you had bad diagnosis in your family or in your body? Do you remember the times that you had financial difficulty? And if it was not for God, you would not be where you are. So since you remember those times, why don't you trust God? Why aren't we trusting God the way we know we should? We are too old for this. God has built up a resume in all of our lives to where he has showed up and showed out so many different times. We shouldn't question him. We shouldn't doubt him. Don't be like the Israelites where we're always needing God to go above and beyond what he did last time. Let's show some faith. Let's show some growth in that we believe God because of what he's already done and he doesn't have to do anything else for us to put our faith and trust in him. Today in the Better Together segment, I wanna challenge each and every one of you to think back on those times where God was there for you in your life and remember that God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. He does not change. If he did it before, he can do it again. So family, let's continue to live, love, and grow better together. All I got to say is ouch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, we all need to hear that sometimes and to be reminded to remember what has God done in our life? Because it just, you know, we read those stories in the Bible. We're like, how can you walk with God and still doubt? Or, you know, mm -hmm. how can all these different examples of people that were like right there seeing miracles happen and they still doubt. But then, <laughs> but then we do the same thing. Know that God has done miracles, have done things in our lives. And it's just our memory sometimes is, is so short. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that I'm definitely guilty of that you know, where God has done something, you know, above and beyond I could ever imagine, blew my mind. And then what, a couple weeks later? What you what you doing, Lord? When you going to bless me? Lord, why why you let this happen, God? And, you know, we, it's just so quick for us to fall into that cycle. But um, when we do remember, you know, then our faith is increased and we're reminded of how good God is, how much he's already done and how there's no reason for us to doubt because we serve an awesome and mighty God. So love better together that when we were first like jotting this down, when we were first like mapping out our, you know, episodes and topics to cover and things we want to talk about. This was more focused on like, you know, your, your, your employees, your customers. We definitely wanted to focus and spend some time on, our marriages and loving each other better and, you know, and really ourselves. 
Um, but with the election just passing, um, I think we got to also say we got to love our neighbor <laughs> because because there's a lot. If you go on social media right now, it's not too many people really loving mm-hmm. their neighbor the right way right now. And I think we're all we're all guilty of it. But I think it starts with Alicia. How do you love people that don't love you back? Well, that's definitely not easy. Um, but I think you know, as Christians, when we remember that we are called to love. You know, we love because he first loved us. So um, when we remember that commandment, I think it's we understand that it's bigger than us. It's bigger than our little feelings. <laughs> and I say our little feelings because sometimes we we make things bigger than they are. Um, and I'm not saying that um, that it's easy to love somebody that doesn't love you, but it's essential. It's important. And we're called to do it. Yeah, well, I know we call to do it, but it's so hard to do it. And I wasn't trying to run, but but um, there are certain uh, people in your in our lives, and it can be our spouse at different times. It can be um, different people we work with or work that work for us that make it really hard mm-hmm. to love them. And one of the tricks that I've tried to do throughout the years is think about all the times that I know God was trying to love me Mm. and I wasn't loving God back. And how did he respond? Um, There is not one time in my life that I can think on that God wasn't there for Mm -hmm. me when I needed him. So uh, something I've been telling my, our children, as you know, um, when they, when they mess up right now, when they make mistakes, they're like really down on themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to tell, there's nothing you can do that will take our love. Uh, that we won't love you. Mm-hmm. And and because we feel that way towards our children, because we feel that way towards each other as husband and wives, that's awesome. But the Bible tells us we have to feel that way towards our neighbor. And that's like crazy, right? Yeah. But it says that if you only love those that love you, what reward is there? Mm-hmm. But I need you to learn to love the people that don't also love you. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, then you are truly my disciple. So when we're talking about love better together, look, it's a lot going on. A lot of people don't like you because of what you wear, because of where you're from, because mm-hmm. of who you like or your opinions, all this kind of stuff going on from, from politics to sports. It's everywhere right now. You know what I'm saying? And we as believers, we have to show love in order to promote the gospel. Mm-hmm. We got to think inclusion, not exclusion. We want our tent to be as big as possible. And the only way people will know or care what we have to say is if they first know that we care about them. That's true. And, you know, when you said um, you think back on when you're not, you know, I don't know your exact words, but when you're when you're not showing up as your best self, when you're not doing the things that you should be doing, how God still responds to you, you know, how he, um, you know, he, he doesn't turn his back on you, you know? So God loves us even at our worst, right? So why can't we extend that same grace to other people? But that's so hard to do, but we got to do it. I mean, I'm thinking about a few people. I'm thinking about a couple (laughs) situations where I'm just like, but they wrong. And I'm like, well, you was wrong. Right. right. So you just got to do that now. Now, in regards to our businesses, Alicia, when we're talking about loving our employees mm-hmm. and loving our our clients and customers, yeah. what are some practical things we can do 
that we can show that love to them and then help our businesses grow and even, uh, you know, reach new heights. Well, I think we learned through trial and error um, that you have to love your people well, whether it's your customers or your employees, um, you know, so let's start with the employees, right? So if you're loving on your employees, if you're ensuring that their needs are met, you know, you're giving them the right benefits and you're being just a good person, right? Mm -hmm. You know, showing that common decency um, and making it a very positive work environment, your employees are more likely to to show up better for you and your business, right? So if you're, you know, not treating them with respect, if you're not doing the things that you should be doing as a leader, that's going to flow to to everyone. That's going to set up that environment to not be the best, you know, work environment. And that's going to affect your bottom line. That's going to affect your, your customers. So um, you have to extend that to your employees. You have to treat them the way you would want to be treated. Um, I think that's essential. Now, there, there's a part that comes after that when you when you live that way and you love that way, mm-hmm. especially with your this, your staff, is you love them that way. And when they don't love you that way back, mm-hmm. it can be really hurtful. I, we I had, we yeah. had several employees that I grew fond of and grew close to, and um, a couple of them we paid for them to go to school mm-hmm. and. I mean, if they had a flat tire, we was paying for the paying for new tires on the car. I mean, you name it. We just we, we were doing life with folks. We really loved them and really wanted to do that. And watch this. The first chance they got a better offer mm-hmm. for more money, they took it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be sitting in the office with the resignation resignation letter going, but I thought you loved me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things as business owners that we have to understand is our employees are always going to do what's best for them, Mm -hmm. what's best for their families. And that's okay. And we have to be in a posture where we love them and and loving them does not require a certain amount of loyalty from them coming back. Mm -hmm. Because watch this, if you're only loving somebody for what you can get in return from them, is that really love? Right. And I had to learn that because once about two or three of them left us in the same fashion that we had been poured into. And I'm Mm -hmm. sitting in there upset like, I don't understand. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. And, you know, over time, God speaks back to me and goes, "Okay, but did you do it to benefit them or did you do it to benefit yourself? Mm -hmm. And when I'm honest about it, I'm like, well, I wanted to help them, but I really thought this would end up helping me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Okay, well. You already got your reward. Like, why Why do you think this was going to be something different? That you did what was good for you, so now they're doing what's good for them. So when we're talking about loving our staff members, love people to the level of grace you can extend. Mm-hmm. Only give out what you can give out without you being upset. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you pay people according to the wages that, that are competitive in your industry or competitive in your in your your market in your region you you get benefits to to, to, to have a, a total rewards package that will help you beat your rivals you do everything you can do to set people up to be successful financially in your business but when they come to you with these life things that will definitely happen, and your choice is to go above and beyond or to just 
you know, pray for them. I want to say to you, it's okay to just pray and not, you know, do something extra because if your extra is going to put you in a posture to where now you're going to feel some type of way if they leave in two weeks or if they leave in two months, it's better for you not to do it Mm -hmm. because you ain't going to be in a good place if you do it. You got to, you can only serve to your level of grace. Alicia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, being on, we've seen both sides, right? Mm -hmm. And um, as an employee, a lot of times you don't realize the sacrifices that the employer has done. Yeah. And so when we're considering, okay, what benefits are we going to have? You know, um, are we going to extend a raise to this person? You may, they may not know that we may have cut our salary <laughs> <laughs> to ensure that we were able to provide raises for other people or that we had to cut something else out of the budget to ensure that we were able to provide this extra benefit. And that's not to say that you have to tell your employees all of these things, but sometimes we start feeling upset or some type of way because we know all the sacrifices that we've provided to ensure that we're able to, um, you know, to have this business and, and to have these benefits. And they may not realize that, or even if they realize it, they may not appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it extra hard. Yeah, gratitude will always make you feel better, but ingratitude. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. It will make you not want to. It will make you want to shut up your bowels. <laughs> like I ain't helping nobody. But listen, love better together. Remember what love is supposed to do. Love is supposed to love and have no record of wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. Love is so you know we talk about in Corinthians talks about what charity is and mm-hmm. charity being talking about what love is and we all uh, aspire to that agape love. Mm-hmm. We all aspire or want. To, to love in the fashion that Christ first loved us. But um, in business, um, you're going to have to decide between business and ministry. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think we, you know, you definitely have to be careful because sometimes your heart is telling you to do something that um, that may not be the best thing to do for the business. And while it may help in that moment, the bigger picture, it may, it may hurt the business and everybody else later on. So it's not to say that you don't do certain things, but you have to be very careful. Um, Sometimes we're, we're very quick to say, Oh, you know, such and such is having a bad day. Let me, let me help them out. But, and it's not even like we're going to God about it. (laughs) We're just, we're, sometimes we get in our emotions and we want to help but um, it may not be the best business thing to do. Agreed. So when we're talking about loving your employees well, something that is important to to do is to ensure that you have a positive work environment. Mm-hmm. To ensure that you have you've you've established a workplace that people actually want to come to, right? That's important. Um, especially if you're in business with your spouse, right? Because sometimes. If there's tension between you and your spouse, you know, in bet- between your relationship, that can feed or um, what's the word um, that can spill over into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, you know, if we're beefing mm-hmm. <laughs> early in the morning or something like that and, you know, we're in the office and, you know, 
just like your kids can sense when something is off, I think employees can sense that too. Definitely. <laughs> so, um, or if you say one thing and then I give, you know, I tell them something else. So I think it's really important to um, to create an environment that is is positive for your employees. And when you realize that's lacking, to do something about it. So we had a um, an employee that wasn't so happy <laughs> early on, mm-hmm. and she made um, everyone aware of it. <laughs> she sent out email. She quit, and she sent out an email to everybody, letting her, everybody know why she quit and what we could do. <laughs> yeah, it was a very public and dramatic um, resignation, and. Um, while Ryan and I feel like we didn't do anything to to hurt this young lady or to, uh, regardless of how we felt, we know that we didn't do anything um, specifically to her to hurt her. But she obviously felt like um, this wasn't the right place for her. She felt like there was something there was something off. She had some grievances that she was upset about, and instead of uh, instead of us running from it and um, you know trying to avoid it, we, we kind of met it head on. So, you know, after she sent out this public email, we met with all the employees and we asked them, what, what do you think we're doing? Um, well, what do you think we're doing wrong? How can we do better? Um, we had them fill out surveys. And so they gave us some very honest, you know, answers. And, you know, the majority of the people didn't necessarily have her same opinion, but we did get some great feedback. And so instead of that situation kind of, you know, allowing us to get down and and to be disappointed and and disgruntled, um, we use it to better our company. And so we took in their recommendations, um, you know, and we really, that was a turning point for us. So it could have been a very bad situation, but it actually made our company better because it made us be more intentional about how we were treating our employees, how our work environment was set up. Um, and so one of the big things that came out of that was our yearly company retreats. Yeah. And that became um, something that people look forward to. Um, so I think that um, that was a turning point. Um, that helped us to grow better. And what we did in those company retreats is we would go to an amusement park and rent and literally just like put everybody in a hotel room for a couple of days. Not the same hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like we we would rent out like a, a block, a, a block, home. like a the whole floor, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the different different suites and different things. But the point was. They were like, okay, what are we going to do down here in Orlando? What are we going to do in this city while we're there for these three days or however many days it was every year? Like, no, we're just going to have a good time. Team building. We're going to do some team building. We're going to we're gonna just, like, enjoy each other, and we just want to love on you. Mm-hmm. Now, as years went past, we would bring in experts and have, like, trainings from, like, the leading people in the field throughout the day and then – the evenings and nighttime, we just like rustic amusement parks mm-hmm. and do different things like that. Um, but I believe it was one of the best things that came out of that situation was we found a new way of saying, we feel this way about you guys, but how do we show it? Mm-hmm. And I think no matter if we're talking about our customers, our employees, our spouses, we, we can't just feel a way, we have to show how we feel. Mm-hmm. And we wanna love better together, 
we have to take action. Faith without works is dead. I'm a big proponent in doing. Don't just be a hero of a word of the word, but also be a doer of the word. So yeah, that's what we did. We started company retreats. Now it was a dangerous precedent to start financially. Oh yeah. Because what would happen, <laughs> let me tell you what would happen. We tied to it an employee of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would have an employee of the year that would get a week's paid vacation every year. And they would always get this week paid vacation the week before the company retreat. So wherever we were going, they would be there for a week on a paid vacation with their family. Then the rest of the staff would come down the week <laughs> next to it. And every year they'd be like, well, look, I want to go here next year. And I want to and I want to take it up. And every year it was getting a little bit more and more expensive. <laughs> so we have loved our employees. How do we love our customers? Um, I've heard a couple of people say about your clients and customers that you have to serve them. Mm -hmm. And if you serve them the right way and to the best of your ability, they'll always come back. What do you think about that? I agree. I think that, um, I think it's essential to love your customer, um, your client, you know, whoever you're providing services or products to uh, better than anybody else. I mean, I think that's, that's how you're able to stand apart in your in your industry. That's how you're able, like you said, to maintain or retain those customers. Um, and that's how you show up, you know, um, as a Christian or kingdom entrepreneur. It's like it makes no sense for someone to come into your business, know that you are, especially if you're, you know, you're proclaiming <laughs> to be a Christian business and you have the worst customer service you have, or you have employees with the worst attitudes. Um, so I think it's essential that we're, we're showing love to people that we have great customer service, that we're going above and beyond to make sure that their needs are met. It, you will never be out of business if you're serving people well, if you're solving their problems, if you're providing value. That's 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 really good. Um, you'll always have business. You'll always have clients and customers if you're always solving problems. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really good. Um, and, 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 and customer service, I mean, it's a lost art. It's sad, but it's certain places you go and you, you spend your money and you know you're not going to get good customer service. Mm-hmm. But I'll pay for good. I'll pay for service. I don't. I don't care. Like I, I, I would rather spend my money at a business that I feel like appreciates my business. Right. Outside of customer service, is there any other ways that we can practically, on a daily basis, uh, uh, love our customers, love our clients? Is there any other things outside of customer service? that we can do that will ensure not just that we retain them, but that we promote the the gospel and we promote the kingdom in the right way. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. I think um, people can choose to spend their money anywhere, right? But if Mm -hmm. they're choosing to spend their dollars with you, then it's... uh, that's a great opportunity for you to show some type of appreciation, even as something even something as simple as a thank you note. Um, you know, if you have a, a product-based business, as you're shipping that product out, 
you know, a handwritten note or a little baggie with, you know, some candy in it, you know, something to show, hey, I'm, I'm, this is a, an extra touch. This is something, a little piece of love for me to show that I appreciate you giving me your business. I want to see more of you and thank you for being a customer. And, and, and that's something I've been seeing more and more and more here in the pandemic because mm-hmm. When we started getting our groceries delivered to us and we started, you know, ordering more things and having them delivered because Mm -hmm. we're not going out because of COVID. Right. Well, there's I remember there's, you know, the the lady who delivers the stuff from Target. Mm -hmm. um, She's got all kinds of notes in there for you. Yeah. um, Yeah. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, we had a shopper, I believe it was from Instacart. She did very well with communicating with me throughout the entire time. And then when she um, actually dropped out the groceries, there was a handwritten note in there. And it was around Easter time. She put a a cookie in the bag for the kids. It was just, it was high touch. And it made me feel like, okay, you're going to be my shopper every time. And guess what? I gave her a nice tip. Because she went above and beyond. She made me feel special. I really felt like I had a, you know, hired a specialized shopper (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, So those small things can make a world of difference. And it doesn't, a lot of times, it doesn't even take us spending a lot of money. It's more our time and our effort. Um, Another way that you can love your customers well is to seek feedback. So um, I think that's a lost art. You know, we assume that we're doing a good job. We may not be, or we may be leaving um, opportunities on the table when we um, don't ask our customers, hey, how can I better serve you? Am I missing something? How are you liking this experience? The more information you get from your customer, the better you can serve them. So that's another way to love them is to give them an opportunity to participate in the process. Um, So we said um, excellent customer service. We mentioned um, showing customer appreciation, communicating well with them, I think is also a great, uh, a great thing to do in allowing them to participate in the process. And, and the last thing that I would add in is like, don't give them any pizzas or small chicken. Like how many times have you went to Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, anywhere you buy chicken from Mm -hmm. and you buy a chicken sandwich and you get that small piece of chicken and you're like, I just bought this and you gave me this little piece mm-hmm. or you get half a cup of French fries. Think, think, think about this now. How many times have you not checked your bag when you were at a drive through and you get home and you don't have the sauces you want? Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about loving our customers, let's make sure we have a product. Every time that product leaves our shop, every time it leaves our business, it's to our standard. Mm-hmm. It's to that high touch, you know, value added um, level. And if it's our service, let's not give somebody a lackluster version of ourselves. Um, Let's show up as our best self and make sure everybody gets the experience they paid for. If you are if you are paying to go see a comedian or if you were paying to go to a concert and your favorite singer had a sore throat, you would feel some type of way Mm -hmm. because we want the best of them. So we should give people the best of ourselves. So regarding loving our customer, I think we need to remember to not give out the small piece of chicken. (laughs) You know, that reminds me, um, there's this donut shop, family owned donut shop. Well, not, they're not even just a donut shop. They're a, a, a restaurant that specializes in donuts as well. Um, and 
they do quality control to make sure that they're every time their product goes out, it goes out, you know, the way it should. And so um, they posted on their Facebook um, page, hey, you know, we did um, some quality control. We realized that we um, sent out a batch of donuts that weren't up to standard. So if you um, purchase donuts from this time to this time, we are so sorry. Um, if, if you feel like it was not up to par, please come back. We'll give you a refund and we will give you another batch of donuts. That's loving your customers. Right. Because A, they didn't have to do it. Mm -hmm. B, they didn't have to do it publicly mm -hmm. in that manner. And not only did they did they could did they um, admit that they they messed up, but they made it right by giving a refund and replacing the product. Mm -hmm. You know, that and you know, they took a hit on that, right? Yeah, definitely. That hurt their pockets, but they still wanted to to serve their customer in the best way that they could. Well, I will go back though. Right. Integrity. Yeah. I will go back. I don't, like I said, I've said this before. I don't know anybody who doesn't want to do business with somebody of integrity, mm -hmm. someone who has character. I know a lot of people who don't want to do business with people who don't have integrity, mm -hmm. who don't have character. So I just think that's something that benefits us in the long run and the short run. So, man, we've got some really good stuff so far. So we got, you know, love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of time on it, but we all need to do it. And we got loving our employees and loving our um, and loving our, our customers. Now, uh, you know, Alicia, I think we got to love our spouse. Yeah, we do. You love me, girl? I do. <laughs> but seriously, like, okay, so now we're here on loving your spouse. We're talking about, you know, love better together. Um, earlier in the episode, we talked about, you know, loving people when they don't always love you back that same way. Um I think when it comes to, you know, marriage and, and it's really about consistency, mm -hmm. um, we, you know, because that's a, that's with your customers or with your employees, even with your neighbors, there should always be love there. But it's not always the expectations on you that they're that they're that are there with your spouse, right? You, your employees and your neighbors and your customers, if you don't give the best customer service, if you don't love them the way the Bible says, they're not tripping on you. Mm -hmm. Try that with your spouse, though. <laughs> so I think um, when we're talking about loving or love better together with your spouse, it's about how do I show up and how do I love them and show them that they're valued in my life every single day, not just on date night. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not just on the birthday, not just on anniversary, but every day. Like, mm -hmm. what does that look like? So for me, one of the things that I try to do is remember your love languages. Mm -hmm. But on top of remembering your love languages and trying to love you through those love languages, obviously, you I don't know if it's obvious, but you are an act of kindness person. You appreciate quality time. Um, so I try to my best to on a, as as frequent as possible give you that quality time. I try my best to to do acts of kindness. But another thing that I I attempt uh, to do, and I think that it helps me show you that I love you, is I just try to be present. True. And and sometimes like that quality time um, piece. Is, is important, but oftentimes you can't get alone when you got kids and you got work and you got all these other things going along. 
but while you're here, can I just know that I'm the most important person in the room to you? Mm -hmm. And I think showing you that even if it's a wink of an eye or holding your hand or rubbing your back or just remembering that one thing from the store that you like, just showing you that I'm thinking about you, mm -hmm. even when something's not going on, I think that's a way on a daily basis that we can really you know, show each other that we love each other and, you know, love better together. I definitely agree. I think um, being aware of your partner's love languages and loving them in that manner um, helps them to feel love because you're expressing love in the way that they um, that they need it most. Um, so that definitely requires being intentional about it because we can be aware of something all day long, but we have to be intentional and actually um, ensure that we're walking that out. Um, I would also say, especially um, when times are hard, you know, like, for example, we're still dealing with this pandemic. I feel like we talk about this every episode, but I mean, it's here, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere at this point. Um, but tensions are high, you know, when, when life is hard. And so trying to love your spouse during those times, um, I think is, is most important. It's easy to love them on their best day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But For real. on those hard days, you know, um, that's when you really have to, you know, remember, why you're with this person why did you marry this person and still in what we say love them in spite of yeah, you know not because of so so i want everybody to do something 10 minutes we call it intentional 10 but 10 minutes take 10 minutes and love on your spouse every day in a way that they will appreciate mm -hmm. and that you'll enjoy 10 minutes. Now you're going to be like, well, I had this going on. I got that. You got 10 minutes. And if you can't make time, 10 minutes of time for your spouse, that's a whole nother issue. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. What is that? That could be a 10 minute foot rub. That could be a 10 minute of just letting them vent and you just listening. That could be, you know, your marriage, you know, your spouse, you know how 10 minutes could be spent in a way where it would benefit them. It would benefit you guys as a unit, as, as a team. And, um, you know, you know, for me, you know, that 10 minutes could be spent a lot of different ways. But sincerely, um, you know, just take an intentional 10 minutes out of your day to love your spouse. I'm not talking about loving your kids. I'm not talking about making more money. I'm not talking about going in the corner and praying to God. All those things are important. All those things are good. But give them that uninterrupted 10 minutes of like, you are my world and I'm here to give you my attention and my time. How can I serve you? Yeah. So we've talked about a lot of different areas of, of loving, right? So I think um, last, but certainly not least, because this probably should be one of the first things we talk about. It should be the first one. <laughs> yeah. You can't love nobody else if you don't first love yourself. Right. It's loving yourself. Um, loving yourself is, is essential. You know, it's something that, you know, we've heard since we were kids, right? Love yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but it's something that I think is, is, but it's something that people still struggle with and you have to constantly um, ensure that um, 
that you're loving yourself. You know, loving yourself in, re- involves a lot of things. It involves treating yourself kind in your thoughts, in your actions, um, ensuring that you take time for self-care, um, especially as a business owner. A lot of times you're busy taking care of somebody else. You're busy taking care of the business. Um, you know, and if you are a parent, um, you're busy taking care of your children. So remembering to love yourself, to take care of yourself so that you can show up and love other people well is important. I think that people find themselves on two different extremes when it comes to self-love. I think there are those that love themselves more than anybody else. And their their whole focus is self-love all the time. They only want to do things that make them feel good, Mm -hmm. that make them feel the way they want to feel. And I think you have other people who are genuinely on the opposite end of the spectrum who don't practice self-love at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't think in either extreme is healthy or right. I think there should be balance. Um, No one should think and spend all their time just trying to focus on the self-love aspects of things. And likewise, no one should be so far where they don't take care of themselves and they don't, you know, you know, honor, you know, themselves enough to, to show themselves love. So it's got to be some middle ground there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about how many people that celebrate. There's some, and I'm not talking about nobody, but just think about this. If you would spend 30 days celebrating your birthday, <laughs> Come on now. Well, there are people who would spend 30 days, you know, I'm, this my month. Mm-hmm. They didn't say this was their weekend. Mm-hmm. They said this is their month. So they'll spend 30 days celebrating their month because self-love, they want, you know, this is their time, but they don't want to spend two hours with somebody else on their birthday. Think yeah. think about that. And then you have other people who don't even get themselves a cupcake mm-hmm. on their birthday, right? So, you know, like, no, it's your birthday. Like, you know, come on, enjoy yourself. It's your day. And so we got to find a balance between those two, between the person who won't, who doesn't even tell anybody it's their birthday and the person who tells everybody. They've been announcing it on Facebook, their birthday, January 29th and on January 1st. Y'all know what month it is. Get your cash apps ready. <laughs> you know, so... So I think you really got to, from a self-love standpoint, you got to find that balance to where you don't do it too much, but you definitely do it uh, enough. Yeah. So practically, from a day-to-day standpoint, I think self-love should look like um, what's best for you, um, where one person um, maybe doesn't doesn't need, you know, something, an activity each day. Um, another person may need that. So for some people... Their self-love is getting away to themselves and reading a book, getting a pedicure, getting a massage. Somebody else might need to just, you know, play freaking video games. I don't know. Everybody's a little different, but some people need that on a daily basis. Some people need that on a weekly basis. Um, I believe everybody, though, will need it at least on that frequency of daily or weekly. I think when you get past a week, Alicia, I think you get dangerously uh, empty in your in your self love tank, and you don't you might not have the reserves you need to serve everybody that we need to serve. Yeah, and you know a lot of times self love may not even involve a, an actual physical activity. It may be you know how you're thinking about yourself. If you're constantly replaying negative thoughts about yourself, you know that's not loving yourself well. 
You know, if you're constantly saying, oh, I can't do this, I'm not worthy of this, or, you know, I'm not good enough to do this, or, you know, whatever it may be, um, you have to reframe those thoughts and you have to remember um, that you are worthy, that you are good, that you you are great. Um, so self-love involves our thought process. It involves how we how we think about ourselves. I, I think you're, you're on to something there, Alicia. One of the ways I'm, I'm trying to frame it in my mind is that we're all directors of our own movie. We're all the directors of our own movie in our own life. And do we want to direct a horror movie? Or do we want to direct a romantic comedy? Mm-hmm. Like think think about that seriously, because in your mind, you're replaying your past, you know, you're replaying all these kind of things that are going on, and you're literally a bad director because a bad director is, you know, literally like writing the the worst script that somebody would want to act out. But mm-hmm. you have the ability in your mind to write in the, the 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 fairy tale story. You can direct mm-hmm. the movie in your mind to end the way you want it to end. So let's be good directors and not bad directors. Let's be the showrunners that bring our brain the great, awesome story that will make ourselves smile and encourage us and motivate us to get up out of the bed and not be the ones who are always like promoting negative thoughts and negative mm-hmm. outcomes to ourselves. Yeah. So, I mean, self-love is about self-confidence or self-esteem. Um, it's also about, it's also giving yourself permission to work on certain goals that may be directly related to to your dreams or your aspirations. So I'll give this example. So as moms, depending on where you are in your motherhood journey, there's a period of time where you may put aside your dreams or your goals, your aspirations or your career to focus on your children. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just giving this as an example. And sometimes self-love involves you picking those things back up, right? It involves you saying, hey, you know what? I did, you know, I, I, I worked on this undergrad degree. I took some time off to focus on on my kids, but I, I really do want to see that out. I want to go back and in, um, into that career. I want to go back into that or, you know, uh, sometimes we let our dreams fade away because of other obligations and other responsibilities. And sometimes self-care involves or self-love involves us not losing sight of what makes us us or losing sight of those things that deep down inside we really want, but we are afraid that we don't have the capacity to work out because of other responsibilities. It's okay to love you. It's okay to be a mom and to Focus on your dreams and not just your kids' dreams or your husband's dreams. And it's not selfish. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I think that's something we all need to hear. Well, guys, I've really enjoyed today. Love better together. Um, I want you guys to remember to come back next week. We've got an awesome topic for you. And not just that we have an awesome topic for you. It is the second to last episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Only two episodes left in our in this season. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break in December. Yep. So, so you know, your, your Thanksgiving episode is your last episode for 2020. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got two more episodes in this season, but we definitely had a lot of fun this season with you guys, man. We thank you so much. We picked up a lot of subscribers and a lot of kind of faithful listeners. And, you know, feel free to 
to give us ideas and let us know what you guys want for season two. Um, season two is going to kick off in January of 2021, and we're really excited about it. We've already started game planning some things out and definitely some some new guests for the show. Uh, if there's a particular couple that you guys would uh, like to, to join us, you know, let us know. We're open. Um, but definitely uh, really want to say thank you to all our listeners that have joined us throughout season one. We really appreciate you guys and definitely appreciate your feedback. Absolutely. And speaking of feedback, um, if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review and let us know um, how you're enjoying it. So I tease next week's episode, but I don't think I actually said the name of what it is. Next week, we're going to talk about grow better together. So tune in next Tuesday. Um, Hope you guys have a great week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Partnered in Purpose. Please like, subscribe, and comment. We value your feedback. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Partnered in Purpose.